Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Desperate Times Radio Edition. I'm Methuselah St. George. And I am Marshall Madison. We are your hosts this evening, bringing you the absolutely latest breaking pandemic podcast news from the Virginia Seminary campus. That's right. The Desperate Times Radio Edition is recorded in front of a fake live studio audience in the secret doomsday bunker slash private recording parlor buried half a mile under Oakwood. Tonight, our first story is about a gander reveal party gone terribly wrong. I'm, I'm sure that's a typo, Marshall. It's meant to say gender reveal. That's patently absurd. What is a gender reveal party? It's when a couple is about to have a baby and they throw a party where they announce whether the baby will be a boy or a girl. Well, gender is a construct, Methuselah. How would you know a baby's gender? Do you mean a sex reveal party? No, that's not how the people who came up with them use language. You're right in a technical sense, but these are very common parties, so I'm surprised you don't know about them. It's like a cake where you cut into it and the cake is blue and that means the couple is having a boy, or maybe it's pink and that means the couple is having a girl. Oh, well, then this isn't a typo at all. They did not cut into this cake to determine the sex of a baby, which I do want to say seems like a job for an obstetrician, not a cake person. How do you know obstetrician, but not baker? And what do you mean this was not a gender reveal party? The Desperate Times is reporting Virginia Seminary had its first gander reveal party. What? How? They cut into the cake, just like you said, and geese flew out. Boom! Geese everywhere. How many geese? A whole gander. Oh my. Do you know what they said when the geese popped out of the cake? <clears throat> is it a bad pun based on gander, also meaning a quick glance? They said, well, look at that. Okay, we're going to go on a commercial break. <laughs> darling is this pandemic growing old are you getting itchy feet are you at a loose end ever since march well perhaps one of the reasons is that you've been thoroughly unprepared for the way the real world is by being absolutely gobsmacked by american educational cods wallop everything you've been taught is completely wrong Considering all the things Americans learn incorrectly has left me absolutely knackered. You pronounce and spell words incorrectly. You do not write the date properly. It is the day and then the month. Ugh. But worst of all, you even learn Bill Shakespeare in supposed English classes. The rest of the English-speaking world is just cream-crackered at your odd obsession with Shakespeare. We've all got a right hump about it. First off, pet, there's very little evidence the man actually existed. He signed his name a few times. Well, that's hardly definitive. Secondly, and this one is a big deal, you almost certainly learned in your so-called English classes that Shakespeare invented over 1,700 words. The man invented over 1,700 words. 
That's 1,700 times he was squalling away on parchment or some thingamajig. And he came to a word he didn't know, and he just winged it. And Bob's your uncle. That doesn't sound like some master of the English language to me. It sounds like someone who barely spoke the kings at all, and just had to make things up along the way. Your obsession with this two-bit hack gives me the collywobbles. If you'd like future generations of Americans to have a better grasp of reality, it must start with how you teach your children. So sign my petition today to exclude Bill Shakespeare from all American education. Sign the petition to teach your children real things, like Marmite, crumpets, and Yorkshire pudding. It won't help you in the pandemic, granted, but it might help you prepare to come home to Mother England. The sky is falling. The sky is definitely falling. I saw it with my own eyes. Well, maybe I didn't see it with my own eyes, but I felt it. This northern climate is just too much. All these people with their long sleeve shirts and their pumpkin spice lattes while the rest of us freeze to death in this season y'all call fall. Pretty soon, all these leaves falling are going to be replaced by snow and ice. And I'm not even sure they make a heavier coat than the one I'm wearing. Anyway, I was walking through the grove, just minding my own business, and trying to remember my olives and bets, when suddenly an acorn hit me on the head. Even the acorns are running away from that snow that's coming, and I can't even finish my finals without the weather falling down around me. Uh, thank you, Gracie. You... You do know that Virginia doesn't get snow till February, right? I saw it with my own eyes. The sky is falling, the snow's a-coming, and if you ain't ready, it's to the peril of you and your kin. Well, that was Gracie Maywood with the weather. Up next, a segment you will be very familiar with if you loved the print version of The Desperate Times. That's right, Methuselah. It's time for a round of retractions and regrets. First, we need to apologize for a segment we did on a recent broadcast where one of our guests implied that there was only one book of the Bible translated into French. The third book in the Torah is not a French book called Leviticus. It is a Hebrew book, which we call Leviticus. Speaking of linguistic mistakes, we have a retraction here from a segment called Inclusive Church Language. We erroneously included in our list of acceptable modern language changes, the phrase Big Daddy, Junior, and the Spook. Experts tell us that is not an appropriate modern way to refer to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Speaking of spirits, we should not have recently published our list of holiday cocktails without double-checking first. Apparently what you heard was a list of motor oils. Please do not drink motor oil. That's right, Methuselah. The Desperate Times is firmly against drinking motor oil. Yes, the Desperate Times is obsessed with safety, which means we must also retract our recent coverage of an event where the song On Eagle's Wings was supposedly heard wafting through campus. This is patently false, as we quickly discovered once 
Irate goslings flooded our voicemails and showed up on our doorsteps. We retract. There are no eagles on campus. Just geese. And now, another word from our sponsors. Hello out there, Radioland. My name is Bob Roberts, Big Bob Roberts. You may know me from other radio commercials where I've brought you the best-selling products to solve all your modern problems. You remember the Baller Melon Baller? It's the only bespoke and bedazzled melon baller on the market, giving you the ability to look like totally fly like a real baller while you scoop melon balls out of melons. Or how about the magic C.S. Lewis ball? Perfect for Anglicans who want to sound thoughtful without needing to do any of their own thinking. The magic C.S. Lewis ball functions just like a magic eight ball, only instead of answers to your questions, it offers you out of context quotes from the great divorce and the abolition of man. Well, now I am here to tell you about the newest in my line of Big Bob Roberts life-saving products, I'm here to introduce you to the Advent Police Calendar. Traditional Advent calendars are little boxes you set on your kitchen counter and pop open once a day in Advent to get a little bit of wisdom or scripture and a piece of chocolate. Well, this confection-filled Advent Police Calendar, set it right on that same countertop and open a new window each day in Advent to find grumpy insults you can hurl at people who have already started celebrating Christmas, and suggestions for how you can dampen their spirits. Nothing says, I love and await you, sweet baby Jesus, quite like yelling at your friends, family, and neighbors about how their way of preparing for Christmas doesn't match your personal liturgical preferences. Does that store window feature a manger with wise men? In Advent? You'd better speak to a manager. Did your mother-in-law wish you a Merry Christmas on December 15th? Time to send her a strongly worded email. Did a parishioner post how they're listening to Mary Did You Know? On their private Facebook page? Well, you better publicly admonish them. The Advent Police Calendar, helping you kill people's Christmas spirit, which is what Jesus would want. Your experience may vary. Some customers report side effects such as alienating people from Christianity, being visited by the ghosts of dead former business partners, and inability to spend any energy yourself contemplating the coming miracle in Christ. And now for our Virginia Seminary headlines. Local news. The library renovation is proceeding in some form or fashion unrevealed to those of us who are mortal. However, reports have begun to leak out about ghostly happenings among empty shelves. The Desperate Times would like to correct these rumors, which are in fact false. The renovation has revealed that the library is not haunted by ghosts like the rest of campus but instead is occupied by book fairies. These mischievous fae, not seminarians, we find, are the reason why books about consubstantiation appear mysteriously alongside commentaries on Revelation, and why required texts not placed on reserve disappear from the shelves for days at a time around finals, 
despite never being checked out. Dr. Mitzi Buddy refused to comment on this definitely true update about the discovery of fairies during the library renovation. Incoming faculty member, the Reverend Dr. Agent Zed, is concerned about students being left to their own devices on campus after Thanksgiving break. This new Dean of late 90s movie references warned students, we're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here. The new juniors who are finishing up potentially the weirdest first semester of seminary in history are seeking a place on campus where they can enjoy quiet and solitude. The seminary is just too busy, too bustling, too loud, and most of them are extreme high church Anglo-Catholics considering monastic callings. The Desperate Times is reporting that they are drafting a letter to Ian Markham requesting that space be made for them that's extremely quiet and calm. They'd quite like the oratory given to them for this purpose, but they'd prefer it to be called the silentory. More later in the hour. The board is considering a proposal this winter to do away with even more roads on campus. Recent years have seen useful roads paved over, but not nearly, not nearly enough. Roads being considered for removal include St. Stephen's Road, Butterfly Lane, Trotter Road, Wilmer Lane, Bishop Walker Circle, Deanery Drive, and Aspenwall Lane. When asked if they were trying to get rid of all on-campus roads, one seminary official who asked not to be identified said, and I quote, who are you and how did you get into my bathtub? Speaking of which, it's been some time since we followed up on the city's changes to Seminary Road. You are well aware that Alexandria upgraded to the current road diet last year and stirred up truly a bizarre amount of controversy. You may also be aware that in the year 2020, major environmental groups have been tracking decline in air pollution worldwide, with National Geographic reporting that in some places, like New York and Los Angeles, air pollution is down 22 to 33% from last year. The mainstream media, those infamous crackpots like NPR, BBC, and CNN, the only news networks Episcopalians know about, spin some wild tale about this decreased pollution development as the result of lockdowns and diminished travel in the pandemic. But we know the truth. The truth is that the road diet here on Seminary Road is actually the cause of reversing most of the devastation of global climate change. The Desperate Times is reporting, without any evidence, that every country poised to meet their Paris Climate Agreement goals owes the city of Alexandria a huge debt of thanks. Now, if only we hadn't upset the mole people doing it. Methuselah St. George, are you, are you a secret mole person sympathizer? Marshall, that's ridiculous. I am and have always been 100% by the human banner and wishing the greatest luck and success to our stalwart hero and only hope, El Whackamole. Oh, I am so glad. We demand human loyalty from the Desperate Times radio personas. Speaking of radio personas, we are always looking to add to the Desperate Times radio edition, Voice List. We recently had to fire Gary. Which is not to say we terminated his employment. We set him on fire after we found him cavorting with docetism and moralistic therapeutic deism. We all know what's bad about docetism, but what's up with moralistic therapeutic deism, Marshall? Some dude on the internet says it's the new American religion, 
and that it ought to be banished from the earth. Definitely seems like a reliable source. Here at TDT, we only cite the most reliable online conjecture. So, until next time... Stay safe, and please read something other than theology over your winter break. And watch out for mole people. And generic, trashy holiday movies. And if you find the robot that cuts Ian's grass, will you let us know? We've misplaced it. <laughs> this has been an episode of The Desperate Times, a Virginia Theological Seminary officially unaffiliated podcast, which is almost entirely an inside joke. You can visit us online at www.anchor.fm forward slash desperate times. You can email us at thedesperatetimesvts at gmail.com. 